0: Gradient. Have any of you ever tried to explain what we believe about the Eucharist to a non-Christian? Someone had no idea about the faith, so you're trying to explain transubstantiation to someone who doesn't even know about Jesus yet. So, okay, so there's some guy dresses in funny clothes, and uh, then he goes up over a table. He waves his hand, <laughs> says some words, and the bread and the wine it becomes our uh, God. Yeah. So the bread and wine becomes God. Yep, yep, it becomes God. Um, right, okay. No, no, it's not, not like that. I mean, it's like, so God became Jesus and then Jesus made the bread and wine become his body and blood. And so then we eat that. Yeah, yeah, when some guy waves his hand and says some words, that's what happens. Okay. No, it still looks like bread. And it still looks like wine, but it has changed. Yes, and it still smells like wine too... Yes, and I suppose, yes, it's alcoholic. And you you probably could get drunk on it too. But that's not the point. It's not bread and wine anymore. It now is Jesus' body and blood. Really. Even though it looks like bread and wine. Have you ever tried to explain it to somebody? Okay. For someone who has no faith, it's going to be a bit strange. But, when we have encountered God, when we have come to faith that Jesus Christ is God, then things change. Because we know that when God says a word, it happens. When God says, let there be light, there was light. When God said, let creation be, creation was. And when we put it in that context, can some bread and wine changing into God himself be that hard? When we're surrounded by the miracle of God's creation already, when we put it in the context of our faith, it makes complete and absolute sense. And would it not also make sense if God wanted to feed us with His very self, that when Jesus Christ did it, He also ordained particular men to carry on that. So when they say those words, He gave them the power that when the priest says the words, "This is my body." this is my blood, it also changes. Now, it does still look like bread, it does still look like wine, and yes, it still is alcoholic too. Have you ever thought, oh my God, wouldn't it just be so much easier if it like, appeared to change as well as actually change, then people would be able to believe it more? <coughs> you ever thought that, wondered, just gives a big miracle God, then it would be like so easy to believe, so easy to show everybody. <coughs> I always wondered that. And, I think a lot of the reason why that doesn't happen is because then we just wouldn't get it even more. You see, this is a sacrament. And within the sacrament, there is a mystery. We need a veiling as well as an unveiling to get to know God. Because if there was a miracle, we would say, Ah! This miracle that I can sense and see with my eyes and smell with my nose and hear with my ears and touch with my hands, that is God. That's what we will say to ourselves. But the problem is that would not be God because God is infinite. And we cannot see infinite with our eyes and with our ears and with our nose and touch Him with our hands. We can't. But if we had a miracle, we could be confused to think that was God. But when it still looks like bread and it still looks like wine, we know that it's not bread and we know it's not wine. And so our faith makes us, it forces us to realise there is more to it than just bread and wine. That God is more than that. That God is, is more than just a miracle. We start to see, ah, this is a mystery. This is a sacramental way that we encounter God. Yes, it is more difficult than a miracle, but it is more sure because a miracle can distract us from who God is. So how do we tell our brothers and sisters about the Eucharist? because as we demonstrated it 's not so easy to explain um, that bread and wine has become God. I think Saint Paul in our second reading gives us a bit of a insight into this. He says, "Be very careful about the sort of lives you lead, like intelligent, not like senseless people. This may be a wicked age but your lives should redeem it. Are we not living in a wicked age? We're always living in a wicked age really when we become distracted and distant from God. But our lives should redeem it. By the very lives we lead, people should look at us and say what's going on? How come they have a joy that I don't have. How come they're at peace when I'm so torn up inside of me? How come they can love each other so much when even my spouse I fight with? I mean, you guys don't fight with your spouses, I know, so it's all good. <laughs> Our lives should redeem this wicked age. And so that's how we should start attracting people. And they say, what do you got? And then we can start to... Disclose the faith, and then we can start to disclose the Eucharist. The source and summit of our lives. The summit, because this is where the greatest worship of God happens. The source, because this is how we live Christian lives. This is where we find our strength. This is our food that sustains us, that helps us not fight with our spouses. However, there's another problem, another question I've always asked myself. Um, I know that some of you guys in front of me are saints. I've got to know a few of you. However, I'm not. And you might say, well, I'm not either. Received, I receive the Eucharist every day. I have for the last 10 or so years. And before that, every Sunday. And I'm still not a saint. If this is the source of time of our Christian life, if this is God, how come every day when I receive him, he hasn't yet made me like him? How come he hasn't yet made me a saint? And I always ask myself this. How come someone doesn't come off the street and receive it and go, poof, they're like God? Hey, remember, sacrament. Now, what a sacrament is not, the sacrament is not a magic pill. A magic pill would impose a change from without, and suddenly we're changed. But a sacrament is different. <coughs> a sacrament elicits a transformation from within. And this means that we have to cooperate with it. This means that the change is gradual. This means that transformation grows as we grow. Because God respects our freedom. See in our life, so often we want quick fixes in today's society. But God wants something more permanent and more sustained. Something that we are involved in too. It's not a magical pill. It is a sacrament that transforms us from within. So we have to cooperate. And as we grow, as we cooperate, then our lives start to transform and start to redeem the world around us. That means that every time we receive the Eucharist, yes, physically we're receiving Jesus, body, blood, soul and divinity. But spiritually, sometimes we receive him more and sometimes we receive him less, depending on how <laughs> we're disposed and ready to receive him spiritually. So today let's renew our devotion of Jesus Christ here present. Let us prepare our hearts, our souls anew to be ready to receive him in, in an ever greater and greater transforming way. As a free, not-for-profit service, Credio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate.